0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Ohio High School Hoops Around the State Podcast. I am your host, Kurt Stubbs, and uh, it has certainly been a while since um, I've been able to hop on here. Uh, obviously, <clears throat> would love to get on more than I do. Um, and Job uh, obviously takes precedence, and uh, more importantly, uh, the wife and uh, son certainly um fill that uh top spot so uh whenever I can get on here I, I try to uh jump on. I certainly enjoy it. Uh still love basketball, especially high school basketball. Um that is not uh the case of why I'm not on here as much. Uh just really comes down to uh time these days but uh do enjoy it, like I said, when I can get on here and um I definitely wanted to get on and um, talk about these brackets that came out on Sunday. The OHSAA um, had their annual boys basketball state tournament draw. Um, a little bit different than uh, it was you know, in years past. Now, mostly everything gets done online. So, it uh, used to be a lot of face-to-face, which was, uh, in my opinion, much more interesting and uh created some cool scenarios uh with coaches but uh that's neither here nor there. We're uh, mostly online now and the brackets were released on Sunday. So what I wanted to do was just kinda go through each division so I do you know one division at a time over the next couple of weeks uh, leading up to the tournament. We still got a couple of weeks left of the high school season. Got some big, big big games coming up this Friday uh and Saturday. Uh, so, not quite tournament time yet, but you know we're starting to get that feel. Uh, so, like I said, I want to uh, go over each division, kind of give you some of the teams that I think uh, to look out for, some of the favorites, uh, maybe some of the uh, players to look out for, and uh, we'll do that over the next couple of weeks. Uh, today we're going to start out with uh, what has always been my favorite division, uh, which is Division 4. Um, definitely at a heart a Division three, Division four guy, but uh, obviously I enjoy one and two as well. We can all admire the talent level um, of the Division one and Division two teams. It's just you know a, a different level of ability. So, uh, but you know I've always been partial to Division three and four. I, I really enjoy those divisions. I really enjoy the community backing and atmospheres and the tournament games and regular season games. So. Um, to honor your time, let's jump right into this. Uh, let's start in the Dayton region. So we'll t- we'll, we'll t- take a look at, um, Dayton two district. And in the top half, you've got, um, Cedarville there with a, uh, with the two seed, they are 15 and five on the year. They got a nice trio there with uh, Colby cross, Trent Coning, and Isaiah Ramey, I think cross and Koning are one and two in the league and scoring uh, so they got a they got a nice team um, look out though for uh, Dayton Jefferson at eight and ten in the top half of that bracket um, they could make some noise in the bottom half of that bracket you've got um, the number one seed down there Jackson Center uh, who is a, a regular with deep tournament runs uh, Aiden Reichert uh, the lefty really good player there 15-5, and five. Uh, they're 8-3 in the very good Shelby County Athletic League. Uh, they, they've been tripped up a little bit here of late, but um, I would definitely still consider them the favorite in the Dayton 2 district. You also got uh, Troy Christian, who's 17-4, and four, and uh, Sidney Fairlawn, who is 12 and 12-7, with the Piper twins, who are very talented. Um, down in Dayton 3, Top half of the bracket, you got Emmanuel Christian, uh, who is 16 and 2, a team led by uh, Fred Shropshire, uh, Casey Swank, and Jason Channels. Uh, Like I said, they're 16 and 2, the one seed. Um, Up there, you got the three seed in Tri Village, who's 11 and 10, very, very young basketball team. Uh, Watch out for the Patriots in the next two to three years. Springfield Central Catholic uh, has really dropped off. They were in the region last year. They're only 4-16 and 16 this year. And in the bottom half of the bracket, uh, the team that I like to come out of this district, 15-5, uh, and five, number one seed uh, in their sectional there, Cincinnati Christian, led by Logan Woods and uh, K.J. Swain. Logan Woods, probably the most talented kid in that district. That is the team I look to come out of there. In the Dayton uh, one district in the top half, um, you're looking at the number two seed, uh, New Miami. You got Fayetteville Perry in there, number three seed Lachlan uh, Ripley Union, the four seed uh, New Miami, 15 and five. Deanza Duncan, Jordan Robinette, Trey Robinette. Team can really score. Those three guys can really score the ball. Um, I think they're the favorite there in the top half. In the bottom half. Uh you got uh you got two Shelby County League teams down there that I think either one of those teams can come out of there. Fort Laramie was in the region last year, got beat by Jackson Center, another Shelby County athletic team. Uh Fort Laramie is 13 and 6. They got five losses this year by nine or less. Um, led by Grant Albers. Uh, and then a team that is red hot right now. Botkins, who got the two. They've won eight straight. Um, they're 16-4. and four. They have recently beat Lima Perry and Jackson Center. Jackson Center buried them the first time, 46-22. Uh, but they turned around and beat them in overtime this weekend. So watch out for Botkins and Fort Laramie. Uh, could get a Shelby County League um, matchup there in the bottom half of that bracket. And I would say uh, the winner of that game... Fort Laramie and Botkins. If it happens, uh, I, I look for those one of those two teams to be the district winner. And then in the Columbus two, you got the two seed uh, Wellington, who may be uh, the most talented team in this entire region, uh, led by Elijah Meredith, uh, Marcus Stewart, Chase, Chase Olette, and the freshman Brandon Ivory, uh, and also down there a regional participant last year, Burn Union. But I think Wellington at the two seed is the clear-cut favorite to come out of Columbus, too. Um, as far as this Dayton region goes, I mean, uh, you know, I, I really like Wellington. I mean, I know they're only 11-9, and nine, um, but can't count those Shelby County teams out either with Jackson Center, Botkins, and Fort Laramie will also be in the mix, Cincinnati Christian, Uh, another sleeper as well. It's hard to be a sleeper as a one seed, but not too many people outside of the Cincinnati area. You know, your Corey Albertsons, 275 hoops, know a whole lot about them, maybe even TJ. Uh, I know he's made his way down there a couple times this year to Cincinnati. So um, those are your teams there in the Dayton region, the Athens region. Um, Out of the Columbus one, uh, here lies a team that is very, very dangerous. Um, the one seed, Grandview Heights, 16-5, led by Brian Collier and uh, Luke Lachey, who will be going to Iowa, um, obviously the son of Jim Lachey. Uh, tight end going to Iowa, and then Brian Collier, who's their leading scorer. These guys are four-year regulars. Uh, they were in the region last year in Division III. Uh, this team is very, very good, uh, playing a really, really tough conference uh, with a lot of uh, a lot of competitive games in the conference. Worthington Christian, really good Division Three teams in their league. Um, bottom half of that bracket, you got Fisher Catholic, East Knox, who's thirteen and seven, and Newark Catholic, uh, who's a little better than people expected at ten and ten there in the Licking County League. Um, I certainly don't see any reason why Grandview Heights doesn't come out of here. Um, the last couple of years, uh, the Columbus Wellington and Grandview Heights were both in Division Three, so it was a little lean. Uh, the teams that uh, that uh, the Central District sent to Athens the last couple years. Um, Athens, too. Uh, you got the uh, regional finalists last year, Glenwood, New Boston. They're 19 and one. Only loss is to uh, Peebles, uh, 52-46. They got a really nice player, Kyle Sexton, a 6'5" junior, scored a lot of points this year. Um Down in the bottom half of that bracket, you can't count out uh Trimble, who is fifteen and three, and then a team that uh is always sneaky, a little bit tricky is South Webster at the eleven seed they're eight and eleven um you know they could cause a problem there in the bottom half of that bracket, but uh I still look for uh Glenwood to come out of there um out of Athens too Athens one the one seed sits there, and that's Peebles they're eighteen and two. Peebles has it Joshua Ray's team hasn't lost since uh December seventeenth. Um, they lost early to New Adam or uh North Adams and Eastern Brown, 6866, and then they haven't lost since. So uh you also got I know um some people down in Southeast Ohio, uh Peebles people are a little concerned about that eight seed out of the MBL, uh, which is um uh Crooksville, uh the ceramics um they won't go lightly, that's for sure. In that top half of that bracket, and then you also got Franklin Furnace Green, in the bottom half, you got 17 and four uh, Federal Hawking, uh, who's had a, a really nice season. You got Ironton St. Joe's there at the five seed, and then Lucasville Valley, a uh, team I threw in there, they're a 12 seed. You, you never know, they're always very competitive there. Sometimes they're in Division Three, uh, East District. Uh, I think you've got three, maybe four teams here with a shot. Uh, you got Highland, obviously a state runner-up last year, 17-4. Don't think they're quite as good at the guard position as they were last year. Um they have won five straight. Uh they just beat previously on beaten Ridgewood. Played a pretty, you know, obviously a pretty good schedule. Uh, one of their early season losses to really good Toledo Christian team. Uh they've also lost a Tusky Valley. But a uh, big win the other night over undefeated Ridgewood. Uh, then the one seed there is the 18-1 Rosecrans. Only loss was back on the 17th of January. Conference lost to Harvest Prep by 12. They will get Harvest Prep at home um, on Friday. But interesting here, Todd Rock and Rosecrans. Um, and I wasn't there, but th- this is the word that I got. He got the one seed. Um past, Highland got the two seed and he jumped right in that bracket. And the rationale was, and I thought this was kind of genius, uh, the rationale was that if you're going to play Highland, you might as well get him on your home court in the sectional final, uh, which makes a lot of sense because, I mean, you know, you go down in the other bracket, uh, you're down there with uh, probably Malvern and Side, um and you give Highland a nice nice path there to the district final. And then you end up, if you make it out of there, you end up having to play him on a neutral site. So, man, give credit to Todd Rock. That was a, that was a um, courageous move there, uh, but kind of genius in a way, like I said. So you got uh, Highland and Rosecrans in the top half with Strasburg. Uh, Shenandoah, who's had a really nice season, followed up a good season last year as well. Uh, Mark Smith doing a nice job there. Bottom half of the bracket, Malvern, eighteen and two. Only losses to Highland and Ridgewood. Um, that team led by uh, Johnny Browning, Dirk Hutchinson, Trent Sevens, Sever, Trent Severs, and um, Kenneth Martin. Uh, they're eighteen and two. Shady Side, the Tigers, uh, would be that fourth team. Uh, Kelly Hendershot just became the all-time leading scorer at Shady Side, which is. Uh, Quite impressive, really. That's a 32-year record. Uh, Todd Antiel held that record. Really good player uh, for the Tigers. They're 16-5 and five on the year. But it was just, you know, Hendershot taking over that record with um, just thinking of some of the players that they've had. And, and just recent memory, you've had um, the Andes brothers. You've had uh, Serge Gentile, the uh, girls coach now you had uh Steve Lucart um so that you know they've had um uh, Nick Schutz uh, and some of those guys didn't play their whole career at shady side but um they've had some really talented kids down there um in Tiger Town and uh, this team is uh is very good they're kind of flying out of the radar uh but I think they're going to be in the mix there in the bottom half of that bracket with Malvern they do have a a tricky first round game against Caldwell um, who is 10 and 10 and that's pretty much what you would expect out of a team that's led by a freshman and Beatty Lorai and then his cousin Jet, sophomore. So when you got young guys like that, you kind of tend to be kind of a roller coaster. Um, but that is a team that is going to be very good down the road. They're 10 and 10 and they play the Tigers in the first round of the tournament. Also down there, you've got Frontier and Monroe Central, two other teams, um, that have had real nice seasons. Um, right now if i had to say i'd say grandview heights is probably the favorite in this region but um you can't count out the team that comes out of the east district uh highland has absolutely rolled down there the last two years winning game i think they've won every game by 30 or more down there in the region games but going to be a little different story if grandview heights uh is down there this year you can you can take that to the bank so uh moving on Bowling Green Regional, which is always one of my favorites. A lot of loaded with Northwest Ohio D4 teams. Uh, out of defiance, top half of the bracket, you got 18 and 2. Toledo Christian, uh, Coach Dave McWinney, uh, his son Cole McWinney a junior, he's having a really, really nice season. Really good player, really heady player, can shoot that thing. Um, they lost to Stritch early in the season. They also lost to Archbold by four, but. Toledo Christian's got it rolling. Um, Hicksville, 14-6, and six, another team in the top half of that bracket. Can't count them out, man. Uh, Landon Turnbull, a junior, really, really good player. Uh, Hicksville, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was the team that nearly took out – oh, I take that back. That was a couple years ago. Last year was Kaleida. Uh, almost took out Convoy Crestview in the district. Um, but Hicksville has a pedigree, um, so they could be dangerous up there in the top half of that bracket. Bottom half, 19-0 Doug Billman's and squad. Uh, they've had a really good season that Green Meadows Conference, playing the likes of Hicksville and, and uh, Wayne Trace. Uh, so, you know, they're certainly the favorite down there in the bottom. With Edgerton um, is also down there, Mommy Valley Country Day and and Pettusville. Pettisville is 10-0 in their conference, but only 2-7 outside of the league. Um, And Elida, one of the hottest teams in the state of Ohio, uh, 16-3, Autoville. Uh, Autoville had a lot coming back, but they were trying to juggle some injuries, and then an injury occurred with uh, Josh Turbin there at the beginning of the year that they obviously didn't expect. They're now... Got everybody back, they're healthy, uh, as far as I know. Um, And they've won 11 straight. They're 16 and three uh, up there in Putnam County. And uh, you better watch out for the big green. Um, Kaleida, four seed, 12 and seven. Uh, Van Wert Lincoln View out of the Northwest Conference at 10 and nine. And Miller City there, another Putnam County league team at 11 and nine. Bottom half of the bracket, you got the one seed and they have showed no signs of of letting up, and that's Columbus Grove. They were in the region last year. Um, they're nineteen and zero right now. Chris Sauter's team, led by Tate Burnesser and Blake Reynolds, who I think just recently went over a thousand points. Um, but this Grove team is very very good. One of the one of the uh, you know handful of teams that could win the state. Also down there is. Uh, Delphi St. John's always a tough out with Coach Elwer there. They started the year at 10-0, but they're only 3-6 in their last nine. Uh, Convoy Crestview at 9-11. Can't count them out with a guy like Kalen Etzler. Um, you know, they he he's been banged up early in the season and they lost a ton off the great senior class, uh that 2019 class at Conview, um, defending state champs, and then Leipzig down there at 10-8 as well. Uh, in Wapak, at Wapak, you got the number one seed Fort Recovery. Uh fourteen and four, seven straight uh since losing. Um they have three losses uh by eight. A game they lost by six in overtime and a game uh they lost by two. Um they won seven straight before losing to Lima Shawnee, I should say, and and Everybody's lost to the Lima Shawnee Division II team. They're undefeated on the year. and um, Very, very good team that uh, could end up in Columbus. Also, um, in the top half of that bracket, you've got uh, Marion Local, five losses um, by five or less. They're only 6-12 and 12 on the year. Um, Ridgemont, a six seed, New Bremen, the eighth seed. Last year, state semifinalist St. Henry is at 10-10. and 10. And then in the bottom half of that bracket, you've got you got a lot of parity down there. You got the two, three, four, and five. You got Parkway at three, thirteen, and seven. Um, really nice story there out of the MAC. Uh, Doug Hughes done a really good job, and, and as most would tell you, not just this year, but for a long time. Um, Upper Scioto Valley at fourteen and six, they've won seven straight. A uh, Minster has um, has twelve and seven. They've lost four games by five or less. Lima Perry is 13-6, and six. so a lot of parity down there in the bottom half of that bracket. And to be honest with you, um, the Walpock district is very hard to call as far as who who I think is going to come out of there. Um, at Finley, you have uh, Old Fort, who is 18 and 18-1. Their only loss was on the 28th of December to a uh, pretty good Oak Harbor team. They have a, a showdown with uh, Hopewell Loudon this Friday. Um, Coach Hoover's team's coming off a 40-point win over Gibsonburg. This team, you know, I've seen them on film several times, and th- they're big, they're long, they can shoot it. Uh, they're really tough to score on in the paint with the sophomore in there, Colin Nutter, um, and also Carson Steyer's a big body. Uh, Zach DeWeese is another strong um Bigger kid guard uh, for Old Fort. So watch out for this team. They're they're kind of flying under the radar, even though they're 18-1. Also up there uh, is Fremont St. Joe's at 13-7 and and Tiffin Calvert at 15-5. Bottom half of the bracket, always tough. Arlington is the two seed. They've won seven straight. They're 15-4. And And then the aforementioned Hopewell Loudon, who is 15-4. Um, Coach Roger Jury's team has lost four of those four games. He's lost by eight or less. Uh, They've won six straight after an overtime loss to Sandusky St. Mary's. Um, Hopewell Loudon is dangerous. Uh, I would not be surprised to see Hopewell Loudon and Old Fort for a third time in a district final. Um, That team led by Travis Milligan, Jordan Jury, and Kyle Rommschlag if I have that correct and then also down there you got uh, 10 and 9 carry uh, who has the big fella Hayden stone and then so taking a look at that region boy it's it's, it's tough to call you know I really like Columbus Grove um, I really like Ottoville and they're both in the same district uh, so only one of those teams is gonna make the regional uh, I think If you were ordering them, I know they played early in the season, which I don't really put much credence into December games. There's so much stuff happening in high school with injuries and teams uh, making deep playoff runs in football and all that stuff and just trying to get acclimated and up to speed. I I just don't really put a whole lot of credence into December games. So I'm throwing that Ottoville-Columbus Grove December game out and – Boy, I, I don't know. That's a coin flipper to me in a district final. I think those are the two best teams in the region. Uh, throw in Toledo Christian maybe right behind that. Um, I think they're they're pretty good. Um, I think Old Fort's pretty good. I think Hopewell Loudon's pretty good. Uh, so, But, you know, to me, I, I think the region comes down to the winner of that district with Grove and Ottoville. Um, Canton region. Uh, Norton, I think you probably have – uh, what most people would consider the Division 4 favorite uh, based off of talent alone and the fact that they were in state semifinals last year, held a, I think a 10-point lead at halftime against the eventual champs, Convoy Crestview, before uh, Javen Etzler took over there in the second half. But Richmond Heights is 17-4. They've added um, JoJo Harris, a uh, transfer from Glen Oak, sophomore, about six seven. Uh, To the team this year. They've lost a Taft. They've lost Ignatius Cleveland Heights and Ann Arbor Huron Uh, So they got a nice win over Revere Uh, you know Heights is uh, on paper and Experience and Q Rogers does a good job Um, They're definitely the favorite uh, in the district in the region um, I guess I would say the state, but I mean there there are a handful of teams that I, I think can beat them. Um, but if you were having to order them right now, you know they're probably in that one spot. A um, couple other teams in there: Independence, Lake Center in the top half, but the bottom half is is uh, got Mogador. Always a good team. Russ Swartz does a great job. Uh, Lucas Swartz, their senior. Uh, guard they've won six straight they're 15 and three they've had two really good wins back to back over um waterloo and streetsboro um you got number three c dalton who i thought was going to be a really good team uh coming into the year they had a lot back and, and they're starting to play like that now they won nine in a row they're 16 and four they're in a battle for that wayne county athletic league uh title right now with uh one of the teams they're in a the battle with is another team down there in the bottom, which is the number seven seed Ritman. Uh Dalton has a really good sophomore guard and Jalen Wanger. Um, if you haven't heard of him, uh make sure you uh check into him. Uh but this is a team that uh Mogador and Dalton, man, that's a that's a really good uh bottom half there, sectional final type game. Um and then the winner of that would get Richmond Heights likely in the district final. At Orwell, you have uh, seems like this team, and I'm pretty sure they were in the in the region last year. Bristolville, Bristol, uh, Matt Church recently went over a thousand. Um, they've won six of seven. Their only loss was to the four seed in this bracket, which is Wyndham. Um, they are, like I said, they're 15 and four on the season. Always good uh, Badgers at the five seed bottom half. You got Andrews Osborne at two, Warren J F K three, Lordstown six. Um, you know, I still think Bristol's probably the favorite uh, to come out of there, probably that lost to Wyndham, did them some good. It was a close loss. Um, and Struthers, you got McDonald, who's 17-3, and three, and they're obviously centered around um, Zach Razil, the all-time leading three-point shooter in the state of Ohio, 2,000-plus point score going to West Liberty. Kid can just flat-out shoot the ball. Uh, really unlimited range I've seen him I've seen him shoot jumpers this year I mean just inside a half court um I've seen actually seen video footage of that not just somebody tweeting that out um you also got Vienna Matthews there at Struthers at the four seed. you got uh, Lowellville at five bottom half you got Celineville Southern who uh, just lost the shady side last night you got Wellsville seven seed Sebring McKinley at three. And Lisbon at the sixth seed. And then the team coming down from Northwest, just like they did last year, you got one seed, 17-1 Lucas. Only loss on the year was in Waynedale. Uh, Lucas was in the Division Seven state football final uh, this year, lost to Maria Stein, Marion Local, which most teams do. Uh, quite, the, uh, quite the school year so far for the Cubs. You got Sandusky, St. Mary's Central Catholic. At the four seed in the top half, and also Monroeville, the six seed. Bottom half, you have last year a regional qualifier uh, team that came out of here was South Central, led by Simon Blair. They're sixteen and three. Uh, you got New London, the seven seed Mohawk at five, and then uh, Norwalk Saint Paul a team that started nine and zero, uh, but only four and six since they're thirteen and six overall. So. um to me, uh, when it comes down to it, I think South Central is probably the favorite at Willard. Um, I know Lucas got the 1C, but I would still go with with South Central with the money on the line. Um, Richmond Heights, like I said, um, coming out of Norton. Uh, Bristol, I like Bristol coming out of Orwell. And, you know, Struthers is tough to call, but um, I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with McDonald, they got the they got the money man, a guy that can get you 40 plus, um, I'll take them to come out of Struthers, overall I think um, Richmond Heights will be the team that comes out of this region, so um, that's kind of the overview of Division 4, I don't want to really go too much further into this, these games, uh, kind of hard to, some of these games as further along in the tournament you go are really hard to pick, but those are some of the teams that I think you need to look out for. Uh, some of the favorites uh, that I've mentioned, and you know, I'm really looking forward to this D4 tournament this year and just seeing how it plays out. Um, hopefully, um, within the week, uh, I can get the next episode out, which will be Division Three. Uh, looking forward to that one as well, and um, definitely looking forward to some of these games this weekend. Some really big games on tap, so. Um, I guess until next time, uh, hope you enjoyed the show and, uh, we'll be back with the uh, division three, uh, hopefully sometime within the, in the week. All right, guys, take care.